Overnights with Jordan Jarrett Bryan. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico! Mexico! You know what that song means? It's time for only one person running a little bit late. Apologies. I'm going to offer a huge apology to my next guest, our main man in Mexico with the latest from South America, John Bonfilio. Good morning, mate. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, my friend. Very, very well. Um, I've got here uh, to, to ask you where you are right now. Uh, interesting. <laughs> so I am at the moment uh, at a reception in a boutique hotel in the center of Campeche is where you find me. This is not my usual Friday night haunts, but mm. I am here because there is a reception for a state reception for a visiting cricket team from, from Oxford, Oxenford Cricket Club, are touring the Yucatan Peninsula. And there's a little event here tonight prior to a tournament that they are playing in Campeche tomorrow. Uh, and that is why I'm here. So uh, not usual that you would, A, I would be in this kind of environment and B, that anything uh, related to cricket would be happening in Mexico, let alone the uh, the tropical, uh, steamy Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, is cricket big in Mexico, John? It, it's, it's an interesting question because it's not so big these days, but it actually has something of a history because when the Cornish miners came over a couple of hundred years ago uh, and brought over football, they also brought over cricket at the same time. And also interesting that you should mention it because one of the – the dishes that be, is being served tonight is like it's a spicy equivalent of a Cornish pasty. There are still parts of Mexico where the Cornish miners brought in the pasty uh, and that still is celebrated as something of a niche Mexican sort of hybrid food. And that's one of the things that is on the uh, on the menu tonight. Interestingly, also, uh, I mean, it was, it was big up until around the Mexican Revolution when uh, Mexico rejected everything that was uh, colonialist. But up until that point, it had a fairly big take up to the extent that the strange figure of Emperor Maximilian uh, in the 19th century is actually photographed in one of the main parks in Mexico City, actually playing cricket. So it's got it's got some history, just not so much these days. And it's not it's not on the return at all. It's not growing again. Is it still quite niche out there or, or is it on the rise again? I mean, it is still niche, but I think with sports like cricket and rugby, uh, the the governing, the international governing bodies, in this case the the ICC, have really done, uh, have really uh, gone for spreading the game in a in a global sense over the last 20 years or so. And for sure now, where previously perhaps it was a game which was played predominantly by uh, by immigrants, by expats in in Mexico. Uh, of course, uh, the you know the English, uh, uh, Indians, Pakistanis, Australians, and so on. Not that there's that many of them here. Now there is more of an uptake amongst uh, Mexicans themselves. Also interesting because baseball is huge here. In particular, in the south of Mexico, baseball is absolutely massive and even more important than uh, than football. So there is a sort of, sort of sense. I mean, they're not the same sport by any stretch of the imagination, but there are similarities between the two. So there is an innate sort of uh, sense in which the two can be sort of similarly understood by people who are well versed in the intricacies of baseball uh, let's talk now all things music uh john um angela alvarez has won a grammy at 95 
Yeah, breaking news Thursday night, Latin Grammys. Uh, best new artist, would you believe, at the age of 95, the oldest person ever nominated and the oldest person ever to win. And it, it, what's particularly interesting about this is it's not as though she's just started taking up music. She's been playing music all her life. Uh, she was born in Cuba, played there uh, throughout her youth and then emigrated to the U.S., has lived in, in Louisiana ever since the 60s and was fundamentally a musician who would play on a on a nightly basis for her family, local uh, small scale gigs and so on. And then her grandson, a few months ago, started listening to some of her back catalogue and then said uh, or, or convinced her that they should record some of it. Uh, so they went through that process. And this has now launched her onto not just a Latin, but a but a global stage uh, and you know a massive surprise uh, hit. But as she said, it's never too old and you can always uh, fulfill your dreams if you keep hope alive. Lovely. Uh, Mexico is at the World Cup. Um, as you well know, they played out a nil-nil draw with Poland, John. Um, how has that gone down in the in the country? Well, they were lucky to escape with a nil-nil draw after they Lewandowski were. missed the penalty, which is a, t- a terrible penalty. And so uh, Mexico has a strange relationship with football in that there is a hugely passionate support always, uh, but they recognise that they have one of the weakest teams that they've had uh, for a long time and that they were lucky to escape with that result. And of course, tomorrow... Tan 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 is the big game against Argentina, mm-hmm. uh, which they seem to play in a, every four years at the World Cup and then come a cropper. And uh, Argentina themselves, as we know from their first, uh, from their defeat in the first fixture, have everything to play for uh, as well. So um, everything is going to close or stop here between 1 and 3 p.m. So that would be 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. UK uh, tomorrow. But I think more through uh, hope than expectation. And talk us through some of the other South American sides, uh, you know, how, how they're doing and how it's going down um, over in your side of the world. Well, the fascinating thing, I think, um, for those of us here in Latin America is, is Ecuador as a surprise package. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody thought uh, that Ecuador was actually really going to do anything and, and even have a chance of getting out of the group. But they, they beat uh, Qatar in, in the first uh, fixture and then drew with the Netherlands today uh, and still have Senegal to play. So, uh, interestingly, up until... Today's uh, fixture, uh, the Brazilian fixture um, that, that took place, the only Latin American side to actually come away with a win was Ecuador, which nobody would have predicted prior to the World Cup. So certainly not generally looking good. Of course, we have to wait and see who ends up coming out of the group, but especially with Neymar, Neymar's injury, the ligament injury that they say at the moment publicly is, uh, is going to keep him out for two matches. But realistically, I think the subtext is he could well be out for the oh, really? whole rest of the World Cup. Yeah, I, I, for the, what I'm hearing, and, and, and they say two matches, but actually they're saying um, you know, the subtext is we're going to take it day by day. These things take time and so on. I think they've decided that sending him back and him not being part of the squad is a, a psychological yes, blow yes. that they do not want to be dealing with at this stage of proceedings. Yeah. And so they've decided to keep him uh, alongside the squad because of the because of the pick-me-up. But I don't think anybody really expects him to be playing over the next few weeks. That's really sad, because the last World Cup, or the World Cup in Brazil, he was injured in the quarter-final, I think it was. Was it quarter-finals? And he hurt his yeah. vertebrae, was it? I think it was his vertebrae. Yeah, and, the, and the thing, you know, if one is going to feel sorry for, for Neymar, which is not a sport that I, I regularly <laughs> indulge in. Me neither. But, yeah, but the, you know, the fouls per game that the guy, uh, that the guy endures are currently the highest of the World Cup. 
and uh, and that is pretty standard for the likes of him and Messi and and so on. So I think you know if, if we have to if we have to uh, sympathise with him in any way, then I think that's that's one aspect of it. But yeah, I, I would be very surprised if if we see Neymar again at this World Cup. Brilliant, uh, John. Cheers for your time, pal. No problem. Take care. Nice one, mate. Uh, John Bonfilio there out in Mexico going through some of the big stories in South and Latin America. At Trade Point, we-